Hi friends, welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach, and I'm also a survivor of abuse in a queer relationship. I'm here to help you understand what's really going on in your relationships, to help you start making the moves to get out of these relationships, and to help you start on your road to healing. Today, I want to talk to you about physical abuse. It's going to be a yucky topic, but it's very important because a lot of people don't really know what is considered physical abuse. I myself didn't. A lot of things happened in my relationship that I didn't realize were physical abuse. Um, And so we're going to talk about that today, even though it's yucky. So before we begin, uh, my struggles and success for this week, um, a struggle is that I... Oh, wow. It's not coming to me. Um, I, I said this last week, I've been saying this for a couple weeks, excuse me. I'm way too busy. Um, I'm, I'm just working so much more at my quote unquote actual job. I work as a sign language interpreter. I know I've been mentioning this lately. Um, but I'm just like working, 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 trying to save up for this summer and that's okay because my success is again, I'm about to go on vacation and I'm very excited. So we're going to keep it really simple this week for the struggles and successes. Um, and we'll just dive right into what is physical abuse. A lot of times we as a society think of physical abuse. Wait, hold on. Before I dive in any deeper, please know that this is a blanket trigger warning for the rest of this episode. I will be saying horrible things. So if this is too triggering for you, please put this episode on the shelf and come back to it later. Um, so a lot of us, when we think of physical abuse, we think of the obvious things. We think of the things that we see in the movies where I'm thinking of like enough with Jennifer Lopez. And I know there was one where Beyonce, uh, Beyonce was in one. And in both cases, it's like this man who of course is controlling and isolating and doing all these things that, that are included in domestic violence and, and coercive control. But of course there was horrific, um, physical abuse and you see someone leaving marks on the woman's body. You see a man leaving marks on the woman's body. You see a woman desperate to get out. You see a woman maybe ending up in the hospital, all these things, right? Um, we all know that that's physical abuse. We all know that. Unfortunately, even with that stuff, a lot of times people will make excuses for it and people will say things like, well, you know, she shouldn't have done this or she should have known better. Or he, he came home angry because the food wasn't on the table. I see it in my comment sections all the time. I'll share something, um, not necessarily physical abuse, but I'll share something abuse related. And a lot of people in the comments will make excuses. They'll say things like, well, you should have started cleaning earlier. You should have this, or you should have that without knowing my situation. I literally have a video where it's like, well, the partner comes home early and the house isn't quite clean yet. And I'm cleaning in the video and I turn around and the audio says shit, shit, shit. And it blew up. It got like 7 million views. And a lot, a lot of people were like, well, he bought you a nice house. Well, the least you could do is start cleaning earlier. Like what you're just staying home all day and you're this or that, whatever. And they don't know anything about me. They don't know that, um, my user did not have an actual, like they had like a little hobby job. I was the one who earned the money. I was the one who this, I was the one who that my user is not a man. They didn't buy me a house. So all these people are making all of these assumptions to justify the behavior of the abusive person, thinking that it's a man, thinking that, you know, as a success, as a society, it's acceptable for men to treat women a certain way if they're the breadwinner and the woman should just be grateful, blah, blah, blah. Um, even some women would comment things like that. Well, I always make sure, well, I'm sorry for you. Um, 
But yeah, so even the most obvious physical abuse can be justified by people in our society. So if we dig down another layer to the things that are less understood, and then if we even go even deeper where people are like, I don't know if that's really physical abuse, we've lost them, right? So let's talk about what some of those things can be. We will try to work our way down. Like I said, we're doing layers. So we have the obvious. Next, let's talk about things that are like, oh yeah, that is, I can see why that's physical abuse. I didn't realize it because it's slightly less obvious, but still there's like touching involved, right? So this is going to be anything that, of course, um, hands around your neck, pillow over the airways or hand over the airways, blocking you, preventing you from breathing, those kinds of things very obviously, because, you know, in the first example, I was talking about punching, kicking, pushing, things like that. Um, obviously the, 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 the pillow over the airways is probably not going to leave a mark. And so a lot of times people will think, well, if it hasn't left a mark, you're not in the hospital, there's no bruise to cover, whatever, then was that really that bad? Well, yes, because we, this is very severe. And the studies show that if that happens to you, if your breathing is blocked, Mostly they talk about choking, less so about pillows, but if your breathing has been blocked by this person, the odds of you being not here anymore the next time it happens, I believe the last time I read it was like 800%. I could be totally wrong. Um, I maybe should have looked that up before I started talking, but the odds of that you're not going to be here anymore are extremely high. So I would argue that that is one of the absolute most horrific things that I myself did not realize I would, the, the pillow one was physical abuse. I, I, you know, they, they, the other thing is they always have an excuse for it. Well, you're crying too loud. I didn't want you to wake the kid up, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, you're looking out for the kid. No, we do not touch other people's from the freaking clavicles up. We don't touch other people's bodies in a negative way at all. But from the clavicles up, you do not have any excuse. You have crossed the line. You deserve to go to jail. Thank you. And then we have things like, um, I already mentioned pushing, but blocking, blocking you from leaving physically, taking up space to prevent you from getting out of a room is physical abuse. Um, holding you down, holding you down on a bed or on the floor or something like that. Um, holding your arms to your side, preventing you from moving, walking, whatever. Um, this is physical abuse. Um, taking your phone and or your keys, which is kind of the same concept as preventing you from leaving, um, physically blocking you from leaving or holding you down. These are the, it's the same concept because what's happening is they're preventing you from getting help and they're preventing you from getting away and getting to a safe space. These two things, this is a, this is entrapment blocking you from leaving. This is entrapment. This is not okay. And it is physical abuse. Even if they don't lay a hand on you, they're keeping your phone. They're keeping your keys. They're blocking a doorway. Maybe you're standing on that side of the bathroom and they're on this side of the bathroom or they're not even in the bathroom with you. It's still physical abuse. They're physically trapping you in a place where you are not safe. Driving erratically while you're in a vehicle is physical abuse. So if you're driving down the highway and you're in an argument and they're swerving back and forth and they're driving hundred miles per hour and they're yelling at you and they're threatening you and all this stuff, physical abuse, you are in physical danger, right? Even if, again, they don't touch you. A lot of people will say things like, it's not your fault if you've ever said this. Well, at least they didn't hit me or at least, they, at least it wasn't physical abuse, things like that. Um, or other people will say, well, at least they didn't do this, this, and this. But if you're still, I mean, if you're still abusing someone in any of the many types of abuse that we know exist, 
you are horrible. If you're physically abusing someone, but you think you're, you know, you're on a high horse because you haven't touched them, you're still physically abusing them. If you're keeping their keys, their phone, you know, taking their wallet from them so they can't, um, I don't know, buy something to get away. I don't know, whatever, get gas. Maybe they have their keys and their phone, but they can't get gas to leave because you're keeping their wallet. All of that stuff is still physical abuse. So you are no better than the guy who punched his wife and is in jail or whatever. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. That's weird. Um, I would say keeping you from your children, keeping your children from you. So having you in a space and having your children far away from you, lo locked in another room, uh, locked in the car outside, um, that is physical abuse. They're keeping an innocent child from their parent, um, preventing you access to your child. That is physical abuse to both you and the child. Um, oh goodness. Why did I, I literally had it on the tip of my tongue and I completely forgot it. Great. I guess I can just keep talking cause I know I want to say more and I know it will come to me. Um, ah, throwing things at you, but not hitting you and or punching the wall close to you, but not hitting you. So they are scaring the crap out of you. They're using physical aggression um, to cause you to be fearful and you're probably flinching and you're probably trying to dodge these things and you're probably crying. It's very scary. And again, it's the whole, well, I didn't actually touch you. I threw it near you but not at you that's physical abuse as well so again with all of this stuff it's a matter of what's going on in your body um are you safe are you you know are you scared are you trapped are you um you know you're you're not okay when this and any of these things are happening obviously with um emotional abuse and financial abuse and all this stuff, you're also not okay during those times, but you're physically just like not safe. And so one of the problems with this again, is that a lot of the things that I have listed, um, are not recognized as physical abuse. And the same goes for all, all the other kinds we don't understand, you know, what entailed, like what is considered emotional abuse, what is considered financial abuse and all that stuff. But if you're like me, and this is kind of embarrassing now, looking back, um, but of course we don't know what we don't know. Holding a pillow over my face and preventing me from leaving and keeping my child away from me and, um, you know, shutting my leg in a door and all of that stuff is very clearly physical abuse. And it's, it's scary that, you know, these things aren't talked about and that these things are made to be normal on TV, you know, from our parents, from other relationships, from when we were children, um, we see this stuff happening and it's just like, well, again, it's normal or, oh, they just don't know how to, one of the things that I was always telling myself was like, they just don't know how to express themselves and they get too emotional and they get, they get scared or they get upset or they really love me and my son and they don't know how to like, when they see me wanting to leave, it's my fault. Cause I'm always wanting to leave whenever we're not happy. And then they just lash out and it's not their fault. Um, and they would say the same things. Well, I just, I don't want to lose you. I don't want this. I don't want that. And there's always an excuse for it. If someone's touching you or not touching you in any of these physical ways, it's not okay. I'm going to add to this. 
Harming your children or your pets. Um, I did grab my list because I was, I was struggling there. Harming your children or your pets or even threatening to harm your children or your pets. So we hear this a lot. I talk a lot about children and pets being involved in abuse um, because they're physically not safe and you are physically not safe if you're thinking that something's going to happen to your child or your pet. Um, preventing you from eating or sleeping or forcing you to eat or drink something or take some sort of substance that you don't want to take or even preventing you from taking your prescription medications. Let's say, for example, you're diabetic and you need insulin and they're keeping your insulin from you and you're having a um, like low, low blood sugar and you're getting really sick and they're like, I'm not giving you your insulin and this is going on and on. And then they finally give it to you at the last minute before you're like about to pass out and have to go to the hospital. Or you are bipolar and they're of course using that against you and they're talking about all these horrible things i'm not going to say anything to i don't want to trigger anybody and they're not giving you your medication and you can't take your medication and now you're even more upset because you're like i need the medication so i can calm down so that i could handle the situation because if i had my medication i wouldn't be so upset about this when in reality you still would because they're abusing you and they're messing with you and they're just agitating you further they're just adding fuel to the fire um Obviously, I said this before, but preventing when they have your phone, they're preventing you from calling for help, whether it's from a family member or law enforcement, um, using weapons against you. So even if they don't touch you with the weapon, having a weapon on their person and saying they'll use it against you or even just holding it and like looking menacingly at you and, um, you know, a lot of times they're like, acting like they're protecting themselves like mine would grab a knife and be like you're just crying so loud I'm so scared and I'm like I'm literally curled up in a ball and I haven't gotten off the floor in two hours and you're just walking around with a knife acting like you're scared like this is an act you know what I'm saying and so just that act of having a weapon on them is to intimidate you and it's physical abuse um Let's see. I already did mention preventing you from sleeping, but preventing you from sleeping. And I do have an entire episode, um, about this. I believe it's called why can't I sleep or something like that, where they will keep you tired. They'll start a fight with you right before bed. They'll wake you up early. They'll roll over and slap you accidentally, quote unquote, in the middle of the night. Uh, if you take a nap, they'll come in and wake you up immediately. Things like that. They're keeping you tired so that your brain is mush and you can't function properly. You, you can't really understand what's happening around you. And of course you can't take care of yourself. So they're having to take care of you more and they are just more and more in control of you and your behavior and your, your physical mental health and all of that stuff. So this is all I have for now in terms of what is physical abuse. Again, if you're questioning it at all, go to the hotline.org, look on their website, pour through, you know, there's plenty of, um, information online, go to a.org, go to a DV shelters website. And if it's saying yes, you know, of course these things are listed. Um, even if you're questioning it though, I would argue that it is. If someone, again, if someone is touching you in a way that you do not like, or behaving in a way around you, that's leaving you physically, like if you're flinching when they're around you, if you're jumpy, like I became very jumpy, the sound of footsteps on the floor, I would wake up and I still do sometimes if I'm sleeping and I hear um, someone else in the house walking. It's like, I've always, like, I've always described it as like, I'll be sound as I'll be like sound asleep. And my brain, it's like zings awake. That's how I describe it. It's like, and it's so awake. It's not like, I'm just like, 
I heard a sound. I am so awake. I could get up and go to work right now and work all day and be like, obviously I'm triggered and like, I have to call my heart rate and stuff, but it's like, I'm that awake that I feel like I could fly a plane across the country. I'm like, all right, here we go. I cannot, I am not a pilot. So, um, but that is, you know, if you were living like that, you're walking on eggshells, you're afraid of the mood that they're going to be in when they get home. Um, you know, this isn't on the list. This is a lot of times what we think of when we've been emotionally abused and we're walking on eggshells because they're emotionally abusing us and we're confused and we're, you know, they're gaslighting us and all that stuff. When we come into that state of fight or flight and we are scared of them, even if they, again, haven't touched us and all that stuff. And we're just constantly looking, you know, head on the swivel, all that stuff. I would argue that that's physical abuse. And a lot of people will also say that emotional abuse is physical abuse because if it's not, then your brain is not a part of your body. And I am in that camp. I do still want to make sure that, you know, I'm talking about physical abuse. This is, these are the things that we see that we're not always sure about or that we don't hear about or that people, you know, it's been normalized. So people are like, yeah, sometimes my partner takes my phone and my keys and doesn't let me leave the house. That's not okay. That's physical abuse. But again, to wrap this up, I want to make sure that you know that if someone is emotionally abusing you, isolating you, gaslighting you, manipulating you, you know, doing all this stuff to you, you're walking on eggshells, you're living in fight or flight, you're being physically abused as well. You do not have to touch someone to physically abuse them. And also, I know a lot of you don't want to hear this, but if this is happening to you, it's happening to your kids as well. They're being affected by all of this. And our kids are literally our co-survivors, our co-victims in these situations. So that's all I have for today. I know that this is a really yucky topic. I know it's very hard to listen to. I do think that it's very important. I don't spend a lot of time talking about physical abuse because I do think that people are more, even though, like I said, it's incredibly misunderstood, people are much more willing to be like, oh yeah, physical abuse is abuse. And when I'm saying physical abuse, I'm talking about the first couple things that I mentioned, right? Like, oh yeah, it's abuse, but everything else isn't. And that is the unfortunate thing in our society. And the thing that I talk about the most is covert abuse, the little tiny nitpicky things that people don't realize are abuse when you're looking at the bigger picture, right? And so I talk about those things a lot more because it's just so misunderstood, but I do think that physical abuse especially the multiple layers of it. It's very important to talk about it. And I will continue to dip back into the subject, even though it sucks. I hate it. You hate it. We all hate it. Um, but I hope that this was helpful for you. I hope that this brought some clarity to you and what you went through. It's definitely helped me a lot to be able to, um, understand a lot more about what I went through. So, um, before we go, I will remind you that I am a certified trauma recovery coach. And I do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have 30 and 60 minute sessions as well as a six week um, recovery program. I can help you realize and understand what's going on in your relationship. I can help you get out of that relationship, stay out of it and start taking your life back, finding yourself again. Those are my passions. That's what I like to do. That is what I'm here for. You can find all that information on the lindsaygoodman.com. Click on the coaching tab. You'll find it all right there. Um, I also have a monthly LGBTQ plus support group that I host with my friend, Trey Delatore. He is, I was like, yo, underscore Trey. Um, that's one Saturday a month. Um, we would love to have you there if you are an LGBTQ plus survivor of abuse. It's our safe space that we wish we had when we were coming out of these abusive situations in our first queer relationships. So we would love to see you there. Um, one more thing, if you like this podcast, whether you're listening on YouTube or, or watching on YouTube or listening on Apple or Spotify or wherever, 
please rate, review, subscribe. I really want to get this into the ears of the people who need it the most and your interactions really do make that happen. And I really appreciate every single one. Um, and, uh, that's all I have for today. So please go after this really yucky, um, topic. Please go take care of yourself. Do something nice for yourself and go drink some water.